0: So, tonight, we did a series, um, we did a series not too long ago, several months back, uh, entitled Holy Spirit to Help. And um, when when I teach something, I always take my notes and I'll always go back and review them at different times. I'll just... I'll just, I've got all my notes, most of my notes in the last two years in my iPad, and so I'll go back in notes, and I'll look at stuff, and got to date it dated and remember what I taught, and I'll just, I just look over my notes, and as I was going over this a while back, um, there was something in there that I taught in that, in that series, but only just touched on it one time, and I think I remember I was going to go back to it, and I never did, so Oh, well, I am now <laughs> um, And so we're just going to talk about the help. And as you remember me saying this, if you were if you heard any of these messages, um, you can always go back online and listen to these. They're online and they don't cost you a dime. You can listen to them and And it's always good to do that. But um, I made this point, and it's good for you to hear it again, and it's this. You need help. You were not created to exist on planet Earth and figure this stuff out about life on your own. And you know what? Most people today, I would say, maybe not most, some, some places that you go, and I'm not talking about churches, I'm just saying places where people give out information, I feel like that people in our society teach you to do it on your own, protect yourself, you know, and protect yourself from the things that, you know, can come in the future, and, you know, you gotta, you can't ever depend on anybody else, you can't trust anybody, so, uh, you got to do it yourself. You got to be a self-made man. You got to you got to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, and you got to do it on your own. You know, and I think that people people preach that, and the truth is, we were created to exist on planet Earth with a purpose, and that purpose is from the God of the Bible. That's what we teach around here, anyway, and. Uh, But to do it, you have to have help, and you have to acknowledge the fact that you have to have help, and for especially male men that live in Texas, to admit that you need help, you know, uh, that's a big thing. You know, how many men do you know that if they're going somewhere and they're not sure about the directions, would stop and ask somebody, you you know, how to get where their destination is? You know, well... I've learned through the years, I won't say how, but I've learned through the years (laughs) that, you know, after you've ruined the whole, you know, half the trip and (laughs) made everybody uncomfortable and found yourself angry and frustrated and probably said a few words you shouldn't have said, you know, it's better to just stop and ask. (laughs) And it's really simple, you know. And, And a lot of times people actually know where to tell you to go. But many people have a lot of pride built up in their life and they won't do those things. And, and when you, so, so to, to admit the fact that you need help uh, is one of the best things you can ever do. Even if you don't need help, just act like you do. It's good practice. So... Um, So let's just, let's just, I don't have a lot of time to bring the point that I want to bring. So um, look at Mark, no, 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 look at John, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, where are we going to go? Now look at John 3, and just start with verse 3, I just want to read this. <clears throat> Jesus answered and said, John 3:3. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. He said, Do not marvel that I said to you that you must be born again. In other words, that you must be born of the Spirit. Right? Now notice this about verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. Isn't that true? If the wind is blowing, how do you know it's blowing if you can't see it? Well, you see the effects of it. Remember that as, a, as 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 we look at this, you see the effects of it. You may see a tree moving. You may be out there and your hair's blowing. You may be inside and hear it blowing, right? But it, but to walk outside and say you see the wind, you can't see the wind. Neither can you see the spirit. And people say, so Nicodemus, this educated man, this Pharisee. He says to him, How can a man go back in his mother's womb and be born again? He said, No, there's first birth and then there's second birth. And second birth is being born of the Spirit. You must be born of the Spirit of God. Okay? So it's a must. If you're going to understand any of the things we're talking about tonight, or anything we talk about around here when, when we teach us, because see, you can go to other, you know, places of information and education, but they won't teach you this. College won't teach you that. They teach you good things, and it's good. And I went to college, and I went to high school, and I went to all the school that you needed to grow up and, you know, be as smart as I am, right? But, I mean, I I did all that. But nobody ever told me and taught me that I needed help and then taught me about the help. Nobody. Nobody along the way ever taught me about the help. Right? So, to understand this, you've got, you must be born of the Spirit. Okay? So, Galatians 5 says this. You must be born of the Spirit. Galatians 5, 16 says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Jesus said, tells Nicodemus, don't marvel over the fact that I tell you, you must be born of the Spirit. And then Paul says here, I say then walk in the Spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, or it's contrary, it says. It lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh, for they're contrary, they work against each other. So see, there's First birth, and then there's second birth, and actually the two work against each other. First birth is controlled by one set of rules. Second birth is controlled by another set of rules. So, first birth, along with first birth, can be all these generational things that affect your life. You know, well, you know, why are you so angry? Well, my dad was angry, and I know my grandpa was angry. And so I'm angry because they were all angry. Okay, yeah? And that's a result of first birth. But when second birth comes along, something else happens, and there's no anger in Jesus except righteous anger. You can live your life thinking that a whole bunch of people in your your family died of a certain disease, and so how many are told that and to tell me this is true. I'm just talking about in our society. I'm not against anybody. I'm just saying we've been told if family members died of a certain disease, that that disease probably will come on us and take us out early. Right? Okay, that's a result of first birth. Jesus said you must be born again, born a second time, because according to second birth, by his stripes you're healed. Okay, now we got to understand that, and it's got to be processed. It's not just a magic trick, and it works, but it's something that has already happened, and we have to be able to embrace that. He said, "Walk by the Spirit, and you won't do what you won't. You won't live according to the first birth rules, and you won't be affected by them. We live in the world, but we don't have. We're of this world, but we don't have to live." with our worlds and our lives framed by what the world says. We can, live by, we can live our lives with our life framed by what the Word says. But you must be born again. You must be born of the Spirit so the Spirit can show you that stuff. Now watch this. Okay, Go to John 14. And this is the piece that I didn't spend a whole lot of time in. Now, I'm, I'm going to say a couple things that... Some of you, you won't even know the difference. And I don't mean that like in some critical way. You just won't know the difference because maybe you weren't taught this. But other people may have some beef with me on this just based on traditions. And I'm not saying that I'm right about everything. You got to hear what I say and then you got to judge it for yourself. You see? But there's things along the way that the spirit of the lord reveals that when you see it and you see it clearly and it goes against some other things that you were taught you got to teach it at least where i'm concerned okay maybe other people don't do it but i got it i have to say some things that i think could possibly be true cuz you know you can read the word and you can and someone can say well well it didn't say that but then you can come back and say well it did not say that It just really didn't say a whole lot, (laughs) and it left the interpretation from the Spirit. And so, you know, personal interpretation won't get you and I anything. But if my personal interpretation is truth, and it bears witness in your spirit, see? Your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and the Holy Spirit has a voice that is talking to your spirit, and he's trying to help you get past your head and get down in here. and And when I can hear the voice of the spirit, tell me something, and then I tell you something from the Word, and it may be kind of like this, but yet it bears witness in your spirit, and you do something with it. It'll ama- it'll cause amazing things to happen. And see, you say, "Wow, you know, that's treading some dangerous waters." Well, I mean, life is dangerous. And the church is dangerous. I'm telling you, it's it's dangerous territory to walk and step into Revelation. So, follow with me here. I don't have much time. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. So... In other words, what God says and what Jesus said were the same. Believe in God, believe in me, Jesus told his disciples, because I only say what Father said. Remember that. In my Father's house are many mansions, is what this translation says. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thomas, uh, doubting Thomas, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? And Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also, and from now on you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it's sufficient for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? And he, he who has seen me, he who has seen me has seen the father so how can you say show us the father do you not believe that i am in the father and the father in me the words that i speak to you i do not speak on my own authority but what the father who dwells in me does the works believe me that i am in the father and the father in me or else believe me on uh, for the for the sake or believe me for the sake of the works themselves now There's a lot here and I don't have a lot of time, but I was taught here, I was taught that the place that Jesus was telling these guys that he was going was a place where he was going to build me for after I died. That's what I was taught. He was going to prepare uh, a mansion for me. The word mansion there is a dwelling. I was taught that he was going to go and build me a bigger house than what I'm living in today. And a better house. But in the context, you know, and, and... you know, the, the, the thing about the thing about scripture is that w- when you when you read these, these are letters. They are letters that are written and, and <clears throat> have you ever read a letter where you just, you know, it's a two-page letter and you just like went to the middle of the letter and just took one sentence out of there and said, Well, I'm just gonna take that. Man, you, you may you 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 may miss the whole content. And, and, and the whole context of the letter and, and the real meaning that was in the letter by just looking at one sentence. So, so what I had to do here, and, 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 and through the years I've had to spend time on this, and it's evolved and gotten bigger and bigger on the inside of me, what is he really talking about right here? This is Jesus, the Son of God, the third part of the triune being that left the riches of heaven to come to the poverty of this earth so that you and I could be reconnected to God Himself. Right? That's what He came to do. He came here. And so, so this, this writing, which is an account of John, of, what, of, of the life of Jesus, or parts of it, this, this account is on that side of the cross. Before Jesus went to the cross. And he's telling them, I go to prepare a place for you because, notice in this verse, he said, "In In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. One translation says, there you may be also forever. Okay? Now, verse 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father to do what? To prepare a place. For what? So that we can be one with God and we can do the works on earth that He did and even greater works. Did you hear me? You and I have been created to do greater stuff. He was telling His disciples, you know, I'm not saying this to you to have leaving on your mind. And I was always taught this passage of Scripture was talking about leaving, and if that's what you think, and and I'm not to be critical about it, but there's just something deeper than him going and building me a bigger house than I live in right now. He went to prepare a place where you and I could be connected to God Almighty forever and ever and ever. We can live in that place now. Because that place is an inward, internal thing. It's not an outward thing. He wasn't leaving to go to the Father to build a house of natural materials. He was going to set up something and establish something in heaven that now heaven is brought to earth and now everything that is in heaven can be manifested in earth. Now, now, because of the fact that we're born again, Okay? And we're born of the Spirit of of God. Now we can walk in the Spirit. We don't have to do the things that the flesh want. We don't have to live under the curse of sickness and disease of first birth generation. Right? We don't have to live under the curse of poverty that, well, you know, my family's been poor all their life, and so I'm poor. We don't have to live in the fear and the torment of things of days past and maybe some traumatic thing happened to a parent or a grandparent and that thing was passed on and so the, that generational thing that was connected to the parents and the grandparents was passed on to you and, and so all of a sudden, you, you're ruled by that. I, I can tell you of, of over five or six different things generationally that were passed down to me that I've refused. No, no. I embrace second birth. Hmm? He prepared a place for me. And you know what that place produced? Verse 13, Whatever I ask in His name, <laughs> He said He'll do it. Whatever I ask in His name, He said He'll do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son if you ask anything in my name. I'll do it. Now watch. Just to confirm this. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I pray the Father and He will give you what? A helper. Look at your neighbor and say, remember you need help. Right? Remember, you need help. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't care how I don't care how bad to the bone you think you is. Right? You need help. Everybody sitting here tonight needs help. But you need help from the helper. You you know know what? You know what happens with a lot of people? People come to church and they get born again and then they think God's going to fix it. They think God is going to fix everything and they're waiting for God to fix it. But see, the place he prepared... Was so that I could know God and hear God, and He would help me. But He's not going to fix it. See, if you if you have a child, okay, we've all anybody that's been married had you you just saw my oldest daughter up there. She used to be like this, and uh, if you got a little child, and that little child is a little rough around the edges and doesn't do what you ask it to do, and it's kind of in the natural, the world says that little child's a terror. Okay? Doesn't mean that the child's bad. Okay? That means there's some things that the parents need to do to work on the child. But you can pray, and God won't fix that. He's not going to raise your kids, but He'll help you raise your kids. He'll give you wisdom and understanding. He, won't, he will help you in every... It, it, your marriage is struggling or what? He won't fix your marriage, but he'll help you. And that's why you got the voice on the inside and you learn to do something with the voice and the voice tells you what to do and then you do it, it'll fix your marriage. But he went to prepare a place. He went to prepare a place that's been prepared so that now I'm connected with him, not after I die, After I die, heaven's a real place, and that's my destination. Thank God for it. But heaven is here now through Jesus Christ. Now I can partake of that, and that dwelling, that place that I have, it it, it was intended for me and the Holy Ghost. So Holy Spirit, what's He doing? He's revealing everything that is true from Father. And now, there's not anything that can't be fixed. Women, God will fix your husband. But it's going to take the Holy Ghost, vice versa. Relationships, people, finances, health, because He's already done it. And the key to it is the help that we get from the Holy Spirit and the educational institutions that do their job. To teach education will not teach you that. That's right. She has a master's, or two, or three, <laughs> but they never taught her that. Amen? But you know what? All the information that she learned and all the school that she got, it's helped her to learn this because she's dove into this and it's helped her to, she, she has the ability to understand it. But you still have to want it. You see what I'm saying? So we're definitely not against education. But knowledge isn't enough. Because if it was, then Isabel would be the most spiritual person on the planet. And she probably is. (laughs) But because of education. You see? Because of education. But the most uneducated person that will learn to hear the voice of the Spirit of God and do something with it can do amazing things on planet Earth. He said, that's why Jesus said, consider your calling. There's not many mighty and not many noble that really can catch this because the education talks, out, talks them out of it. See, the, 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 only, the only thing sometimes about education is that we've got a feather in our cap and a, and a diploma on the wall and, and it's a sense of accomplishment, and there's nothing wrong with the accomplishment in itself. But sometimes it'll talk us out of really believing that we have the ability to hear something we can't see. But the next time you walk outside and you say you see the wind, just remember, you really can't see it. Just the same way you can't see the Holy Ghost, but don't mean he's not real. Hmm? He's real thank God for him. And I thank God every day for the fact that I've come to the place where I can admit I need help. Amen. Amen. I need the help of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? amen? Father, tonight we just thank you for this time. Thank you for the prophetic words. Thank you, Lord, for the word that you want it delivered tonight that it won't return void but it will accomplish what you set it out to accomplish because I know specifically there were several people that needed to hear that word I know it without a doubt and so I thank you Father that it will not return void but it will accomplish what it was put out for we just bless you and we honor you tonight we give you all the praise and everybody said amen and amen